This is WFHB's Blooming Out, your weekly update on issues in the LGBTQIA community with your hosts, Melanie, Ireland, and Justin. Are you so fine? Blooming Out is produced by Ireland Meacham and Melanie Davis with executive producer Kyria Greenberg. Tune in every Thursday night at 6 p.m. to hear the discussion from local LGBTQIA voices. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham. And I'm Lucas Fisher. Hey! <laughs> engineer. Welcome, Engineers Lucas. in the studio I'm in today. What am I doing in here? <laughs> what are you doing in here? I'm Justin today. Yeah. Yeah, Justin's, yep. Justin's out uh, gallivanting across the countryside, Doing I think? something, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's probably in Europe, probably in Paris. He's probably in Paris. Yeah. yeah. He's in Paris like every other weekend. He just Just kidding. Like He'd own. be mad if, <laughs> if he was here. I wonder if he has a timeshare there. Maybe we could like hang Maybe. out there. God, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Take a, uh, Take a blooming out blooming uh, out trip tour. I think we tour of Justin's do a house tour. in Paris. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild. Oh, if man. you're listening to this, Justin, um, hi. Well, let's set that up. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I yeah, I'm all for it. Well, before we get into the rest of the show, let's catch up with the blooming out crew, Ireland. Uh, same old, same old, I guess. Um, I have another comedy show this weekend. That's a a cool thing. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm in a sketch comedy group and it's called Boy in the Bubble. And our show is on Saturday at 930 PM in the Fine Arts Building. So cool. If you want to come check it out. Are there themes or is this? No, it's just, we just do whatever we want. We write our own material every other week and then perform it oh, on Saturday. Awesome. So. Oh, so it's sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not. Is it like improv too? Or no, just... we, uh, there are a lot of groups on campus that do improv, but we don't do improv, which is good because I cool. like to have a script in front of me. Yeah, that's much like this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, guidelines, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, actually, I was talking to my neighbors across the street, and I found out that they had uh, one friend in common. Right? I was like, wait you know and it's a friend of mine from indianapolis uh mookie harris and he he does comedy sports shout out mookie mm-hmm. and uh i was like how do you know mookie and then she looks at me and she goes how do you know mookie and i always thought she looked familiar and we lived across the street from each other for two years and she's like well i used to do comedy sports i'm like oh my god <laughs> that's where i know you from and she's like yeah that was like 10 years ago i'm like that's when i was in indianapolis and did so, you say comedy sports yeah comedy see sports. okay i've what? heard so much about comedy well i've heard people say comedy sports a lot because i'm in the comedy community but like i don't know what it is and no one's ever explained it to me so it's it's improv Mm -hmm. and they have teams and then they they go back and forth and they they score right it's it's uh oh that's fun audience you know uh, uh participation and all that fun stuff okay and they have like i don't know like playoffs right mm-hmm. so and it's international they have canadian ones and and i don't know maybe even elsewhere maybe paris huh. maybe that's why how we get to paris um but, a golden ticket right yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah and and it's just it's really hilarious and they they play all the time and you go and you uh comedy sports indie is uh just so much fun so yeah yeah make the trip up there that's and, so crazy yeah. i've never even heard of that so, so yeah. it's really yeah. fun 
I mean, the comedy act is great. That's too. That's great mm, too. Yeah. Um, but this is like its own thing, and it's it's mainly improv. And I'm I'm a sucker for improv. Mm-hmm. So improv is yeah, fun. I love watching improv. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary to yeah. do improv. It's really hard. Yeah. I've I've done it before and it's difficult. So. Well, when you're on the spot like that. But yeah. everybody does improv all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Right. So we do standing. We're improving right now. Improv exactly. machines. Mm-hmm. Improv machines. Doesn't mean we're funny though. No. No. Not always. It's just the audience I think it's that funny. makes a huge difference. Like having people watching you expecting you to be funny, that's a lot of pressure. I love <laughs> yeah. That, though. I can just be ridiculous then. I, I yeah. wouldn't get up and do it because I have terrible stage fright. Like, if I knew that anybody was actually listening to this, I would have to stop speaking, which I mostly <laughs> do. Speaking of, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, uh, I just started this new job at a uh, film archive lab. Oh, cool. So I'm sitting there all day um, running the, the film. Name? It's Memnon. It's uh, over by 10th and the Bypass. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I just look at film all day, um, and I clean it up. Nice. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. I, I feel like a hamster when I work there a little bit, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, reeling the the reels. Mm-hmm. Actual rewinding. Film. Yeah. So none of it's automatic. I have to do it all by hand. Wow. And That's, so I feel like a hamster. Cause it sounds just, tedious. Yeah. It is a little tedious, but it's fun. Do you, do you like, shoot every single frame? Or does it run it through a machine and scans um, it? Or? Yeah, so we scan it. They have these, like, huge machines. They're, like, the size of fridges, basically. Like mm-hmm. a, they're ginormous. And I just look at the film to make sure it's ready to go into the machine mm-hmm. and clean it a little if there's, like, some stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And there's I've seen some stuff already. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you wear gloves, right? Yeah, you have to wear gloves and a, you wear a coat lab coat yeah, you were telling me some, very official something about this film and and you're being very circumspect right now yeah there's so. definitely a very interesting collection of films being digitized there <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that um but it's it's fun there's so much let me yeah. just say that there's so much i think they have like Three hundred thousand reels or something oh my god of of just film is Wild. this at the university or well they're a f- their main customer is the university. So oh, they're okay. actually not, they're just on IU property, but they're, it's actually a Sony company. Oh, huh. Yeah. So could we bring film in? Because I've got some family stuff on 8mm. See, I don't know if it if it works like that. Um, my mom actually asked this, the same question because she has some old tapes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I work in uh, a film lab now. And mm-hmm. they do audiovisual, they do like cassette. They do oh. the tape deck kind of thing, the reel-to-reels. So, oh, that's awesome. Oh, cool. So I don't know if they're open. Like I think they just do, like IU, and they're doing some football teams. I think. Oh. But yeah. I don't know if you can just walk in there. I presumably I'll just hand not. Just do a reel and have you like go in and like you know, yeah, this is official. No, I don't want to do that. No, I'm <laughs> in trouble. You just got to put a barcode on it, like scan it in. Yeah, pretend. Well, you can't push see. it in the system. <laughs> yeah. What you can't see on the radio is, is his face. Uh, he's got this huge grin whenever he talks about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's true. Fun. Yeah. So, how are you doing? Yeah, Melanie? how are oh, you? Uh, what's new? Uh, yeah, lots, what's going on? Lots is new. I'm going to be putting in a couple plugs for some things later on. Um, P Flag is having a skate night over at uh, um, Western Skateland. 
fun. Oh, um, yeah, and so awesome. we just met today with them and and hashed out some details. So when is that? Fundraiser, that's October 9th. Cool. It's a Wednesday. So Next have, Wednesday? Yes. Yeah. Next? Well, no. No, two weeks. Wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Feels mean, like go next Wednesday, October. too. Actually, go every day. Western yeah. Skateland really deserves your business. They're yeah, so fun. I haven't been in a long time, but I love Western Skateland. And it's well, so now fun. They have new ownership. Have you been? Since no, the, I haven't yeah. been since the new ownership. It's 100% queer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. awesome. Wow. Okay, everyone go and support them. Western Skateland, Bloomington, Indiana. Yes. They, it, it's fun. They're great. Uh, we were just talking about... Pretty you know, cheap, too. They're pretty Inexpensive. Cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun thing to do. And, you know, if you've got kids, and I know a lot of you mm-hmm. got kids, um, they just love it. I taught my daughter to skate there. and It's more active than, it. like, going to a movie or something. Right. So. And less expensive. And they've so. got games and they do all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. All they have their little arcade. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love like it. games, it's awesome. skating games too. So they've got oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. got little dancey things. Right. Yeah. Limbo contests. They've actually had some shows over there where yeah. the band just sets up in the middle. Oh, Which fun. I went to one a couple months ago. It was awesome. Like, yeah. And you can just skate around yeah, them? Yeah, you just skate around the band, which sounds really dangerous, but it's it's fun. How do they get all like the wires and everything set up? They go straight up into the ceiling technical oh. production brain yeah <laughs> it makes sense but they're fun and they're so easy and uh, it's really that we had the the kind of blow up earlier in the year with the bathroom issue mm-hmm. yeah and uh they were very they were just so supportive throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and um they did lose a little bit of business because of it but uh we can make that up yeah so yeah everybody go yeah, uh, all cool. the time but especially on the ninth <laughs> the ninth. What time on the ninth? Uh, when they open at oh, is it six, I think. So, um, they are or six thirty. They're whenever they open all night long is going to be a uh, benefit for uh, P Flag. Oh, sweet! Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Everyone yeah. head out next yeah. Wednesday. We'll have no, two weeks from two weeks. Two oh, we did from, it again. Yeah. <laughs> two every weeks from day, yesterday. Everybody needs to roller skate every day. So, uh, other than that, uh, I had. I bought a security camera for the uh, eventual LGBT center mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was, it was used and it was cheap and I was because of some of the, the messages that we've been getting and uh, um, different pushback. I thought, well, starting on a security system might not be a bad idea. So I picked up this inexpensive web- webcam and then the trike was stolen. I mm-hmm. went over that a little bit. And so I set up a video camera at the house just to, to see everything. And now it's, we used to have video cams at the house in Indianapolis and we called it the obsessive compulsive channel because we just sat there and couldn't stop watching it. And then we'd rewind and then watch it over <laughs> again. Um, and it would just flip back and forth. This one's just one channel. So if I had two, and I it, it probably like, wouldn't leave the house. It gives you a notification, you said. It gives notifications. I, I get Which, little... That sounds very compulsive. When a when a bug flies across the screen, it's like, oh, there's movement, and then it sends me a little video clip so I can watch it. That's so crazy. It's the future. Oh, <laughs> oh it, but it's and it's in high def, 1080p, and we can watch it on the big screen. Wow, we um, could have a movie night. We could have a movie night. Actually, that's coming up well, too. Maybe a so, movie day. in my front yard. So <laughs> we have a uh, kind of a small neighborhood movie night. 
Oh, fun. You're going to watch the security cameras? No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. no. That's the movie. <laughs> they'll be, they'll be fam- family-friendly uh, Halloween. Oh, movies, so. nice. Oh, yeah. Cute. That's nice. I love that. I can't wait for Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's oh, Halloween yeah. now, technically. Basically yeah. Halloween, yeah. 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 Halloween is the whole season of Halloween's Halloween. a state of mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cringe, I'm sorry. It's true, though. I don't know. It's true. I'm always... No, Halloween's... Well, back in my That's day, my- it was... Basically, once September rolls around, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Halloween. Anyone have any costume ideas yet? I'm 44 years old. I don't... <laughs> what does that mean? Old yeah, what? is my costume. That's... Every day is Halloween. No, I, I love doing makeup for other people. So if you want to get, like, some really creepy or... Ooh, can you do something. Pennywise the Clown makeup for me? You want the new Pennywise? <laughs> yes. Totally. Sick. I've been dying to That's do that what I want to do. <laughs> I have some red spray hair dye that I didn't use last Halloween, so I think I gotta do the Pennywise thing since there's a new movie out. Then you got the curly hair and you got all yeah, that. yeah, totally. It'll work. It yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that. I don't have any ideas though. Uh, yep, no ideas here. If you had to pick right now, um, the, 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 probably Doctor Mario. Mm. <laughs> it's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's his name just passed uh, from all those House of a Thousand Corpses and all the Rob Zombie movies? The captain. The uh, he was a uh, creepy clown. Oh, the clown guy. Yes. <laughs> There's so many creepy the, clowns. What movie? All those Rob Zombie movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. And he uh, uh, he just passed. He made his last movie recently and wow uh, that like you know somebody famous passes on online and you see it all over people i i might get like 10 notices for two days half of my feed was this guy's visage oh my gosh and yeah. was, i was just yeah thunderstruck by his celebrity as opposed to anybody else's past this past mm. year so. Yeah, I mm-hmm. saw a lot because um, Daniel Johnston recently passed away, the musician. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was on my news feed for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Sad. That was sad. Anyway. 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 <laughs> is this a radio show? Should we so take a, a, a music break and I then get into break. the news? All right, we'll yeah. be right back. Thanks.
And we're back with Blooming Out. You just listened to Chastity Built by Chastity Built. Nice one. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> you always pick the best music. You do. Thanks. Yeah. It was really good. That was a rockin'. I'm, I'm glad you're... A groovy tune. tune. Yeah. yeah. I really picked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> I think we're all slap happy here. Yeah, folks. we yeah. are. I'm so tired. I've had a lot of caffeine. I've been up since 6 a.m. Well... We have, job. we have some news to cover. We do have news to cover. Um, this came out last week, but we're going to talk about it now, because why not? Um, so Merriam-Webster uh, has just added the non-binary they pronoun to the dictionary. A new entry to the definition of the word they now reads, quote, a way to refer to a non-binary individual, one who identifies as neither exclusively male nor female. According to Merriam-Webster, the singular they pronoun has been in use since the 1300s as a gender-neutral way to refer to someone whose identity is unknown or whose existence is hypothetical. Emily Brewster, a senior editor for Merriam-Webster, said that the addition was an obvious choice because of factors like the growing practice of soliciting or giving out one's pronouns, the acceptance of the non-binary they pronoun in a wide variety of texts, and the growing number of people who identify as non-binary. Um, you may have seen online or wherever you get your news that several celebrities have made news in the past year by coming out as non-binary, um, including Jonathan Van Ness of Queer Eye, as well as Sam Smith, um, the, mu- the singer, I guess you yeah. would say, um, who just came out uh, the, this last week to the public and announced that they used they, them pronouns. And there was, this is a side note, there was like all this outrage on Twitter because the Associated Press article that came out about Sam Smith's pronouns um (laughs) i'm sure you saw that yeah um i'm laughing it was it was laughing matter oh sam smith like comes out as um non-binary and prefers they them pronouns but then the whole article referred to them as with he him pronouns the entire time it was ridiculous um and like it overtly oh yeah just a couple in there they said it twice per sentence it Mm -hmm. was really overkill yeah it was kind of ridiculous. Twitter had a field day with that one. But uh, the response to the new dictionary definition has gotten huge praise. Um, Sam Brint- Brinton, head of advocacy and government affairs for the Trevor Project, who identifies as non-binary and uses they, them pronouns, said, quote, my day-to-day life consists of helping those around me understand that my pronouns, they and them, are a part of my identity. To have Merriam-Webster so openly educate others on the simplicity of the non-binary use of they and them pronouns is going to make each coming day a little easier for thousands, if not millions, of LGBTQ youth, mm-hmm. which is the truth. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. job, dictionary. Good job, dictionary. American dictionary. Well, the most exciting thing is just that you know, all those people that were always were like, oh, I don't, they isn't a grammatically correct, you know, for yeah. a singular they isn't grammatically correct but it, or whatever. It totally but it is, totally is. And it like always has been. Yeah. Like for 800 years or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So this is just rubbing in those people's faces, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an in English, the freaking English dictionary. <laughs> now, can we get back to putting OU in like favorite and neighbor uh, and I color? I don't know <laughs> no. about that. It's a little. <laughs> That's a different debate. <laughs> but I don't know. The I mean, the Oxford English Dictionary, like, probably already had they, like, with yeah. that definition in it already. Mm-hmm. So the Merriam is different because it's the American right. uh, vernacular dictionary, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just, you know, the Oxford's going to have the, the O-U-R, sorry. They, well, <laughs> so they maybe have- we should be spelling it like that, like... 
Kalur. Spell find a way to spell they with O U R somewhere in there. Well, we don't have to go that far. <laughs> we don't have to go that far. But not yet. But no, I I remember reading, you know, in, in uh, lit class, they as as a singular. Yeah. And uh, when this came out, I was I, when when it came out that um, people were upset about O U R B or O U R. Sorry. <laughs> about they being singular, I thought, well, it. I, it always I has remember been. that. Yeah. Did I remember wrong? And yeah. uh, and no, it's just no. no it's it's always Americans always... don't read past you know the Constitution. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like literature begun begun began there. Wow. <laughs> and you can't change it. No, no. Nope, well, I mean, it. what do you say when you don't know the gender of the cook and you want to pay compliments to the chef? Like you always use their him. food was very good. <laughs> you, you they did a him. really good job. Uh, yeah, um, when it. you write, it was the assumed male. Oh yeah, um, oh, I yeah. learned that in school. Right, they taught us that in school. Mm-hmm. That is so Still? wild. Yeah, in my English classes and probably high school. Um, yeah, they they wanted you to refer to the unknown. Like he, they tried to push he as the mm-hmm. gender neutral. Yeah, which is like doesn't make any sense to tell someone like yeah you're referring a patriarchal to society. Yeah, that's the I mean, and going work. deeper, there's so much like stereotype about like a gender neutral like i don't know like the 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 neutral is just defaulted to male you know like they just came out actually today i didn't have a chance to write this for this uh script but they um mattel is releasing gender neutral barbies and the difference between these Barbies and just regular Barbies is that they don't have pronounced like hips or broad shoulders, but like they just, so they don't really have any figure whatsoever. But, and I guess, you know, that works for some people, but I don't know. It's like, what is a gender neutral body? Like, what right. are you, yeah. like, what is, what does that mean? Why are we like trying to create that in doll form? I don't know. I just kind of, it was just kind of weird to me. Yeah, I, I know gender neutral pe- neutral people who I, you know of every shape and and size and yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be a, a physically neutral um, body. It it can be anyone. Like Barbie mm-hmm. herself can be. Yeah, like are they trying to police uh, what? Yeah, they're, right. They're trying to do good, but it's like they didn't consult anyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, they saw some stuff online and they were like, sure, we got it. <laughs> but uh the hairstyles are are nice oh yeah they both the dolls include both a long hair and a short hair wig that you could swap out whenever you want that's pretty cool it's just kind of fun yeah i mean <laughs> or you don't have to have one at all you... yeah right just go bald bald is that what is that what neutral is too is just uh, bald and you can i don't know swap out your wigs because i'm going bald <laughs> what no, no, you get older and your hair starts to thin, and it's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I want to, I want, I want to figure out how pregnancy hair works because I need some of that like, some nice, of that magical full, pregnancy hair. Yeah, useful hair. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I found some silver hairs today. In my, you, you did? Yeah, I've been noticing more and more recently. Whoa! I'm kind of just worried that like I'm just gonna have a gray uh, head. I'm gonna like go full next... Steve Martin. I know. I'm. I'm worried about That's it. That's cool, like, though. Like I that, honestly that can't dude's wait. Probably really stressed out. I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe. Maybe not. That's. 
I'm trying to imagine you with silver hair. I think it's going to happen. That'll be fun. It will. I'm going to will it to happen. (laughs) I think it looks kind of cool when people have silver hair. No matter what age, you know? And now that song is stuck in my head. Silver bells. It's too early for that. Yeah, no. All right. Well, (laughs) I'm going to move into my story here. Yeah. Um, And this was from uh, last week also. And we're getting around to it now. Um, and, And it's important because... It's coming up on a national level. So across the country, cities and towns are passing ordinances that protect multiple groups of people not listed as protected groups in federal or state statutes. This includes us, the LGBTIQ folks. Faith-based groups are scrambling at state and federal levels to enact religious freedom laws that would make it legal for businesses and individuals to actively discriminate against us, regardless of whether there are legal protections banning it or not. We have uh, talked about Trump, the Trump administration and the three U.S. Supreme Court cases that are coming up this October, on October 8th, uh, that will determine if current sex discrimination laws protect LGBTIQ people from discrimination at work, uh, as they are currently seen to do. We've talked about uh, Pompeo's new Universal Human Rights Commission, which is populated and headed by anti-LGBT community, uh, uh, commissioners. We've talked about how hate group crime, hate groups uh, are committing crimes uh, um, and the crimes are on the rise in general and again against us in particular and how reporting of hate crimes is nowhere near what the reality is based on poor reporting or in the case of many states including Indiana there's no requirement or framework uh, for reporting bias crimes against our community. The Republicans in the State House have blocked all of those proposed laws or removed that that specific language from legislation uh, they were originally included in. And here's the dangerous new precedent that could be the piercing point of that religiously inspired bigotry spear. The Arizona Supreme Court ruled in a case brought by a company seeking free speech and religious freedom exemptions from a local city ordinance protecting LGBTIQ people from being discriminated against in public public accommodations. That means they can refuse services even though they are bound by their business licenses to follow federal, state, and local laws. Though it's framed as being only applicable to that business, the push is coming from regional and nationwide organizations, one of whom represented the business owners. They obviously don't view this as a one-off, and neither should we. And Indiana is not as ideologically distant as it is geographically from Arizona. This will pop up in other states, if there aren't already cases uh, pending there before the appellate and state courts. What comes if and when more of these cases are similarly educated? History already provides examples of what legally segregated societies look like. And before you go saying that we only make up a small percentage of the population, so what's the big deal? Studies show a lot more young people identify as queer than their elders, even if the acceptance has slipped some in the past couple of years. But even if we are, if we were a narrow minority, discrimination in the public sphere is absolutely indefensible. We need to organize, be aware, stop the infighting and the separatism. We need to protect each other, bolster one another, and educate our families and neighbors, and especially the ones that stand so vociferously against us. Yeah. Wow. That was a great piece. Thanks for writing that. Yeah. It's um it's infuriating. I yeah. I know people get uh uh you know, you get the sad reacts. And I keep saying that 
you know, I, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. Um, because sadness isn't what we need. You know, sadness is is sadness what doesn't do anything after something bad happens. Yeah, yeah. And you just have to accept it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to accept this. Mm-hmm. We can stand up and say no. <laughs> this is not acceptable. You need to not uh, uh, go down this road. Mm-hmm. And this is where, yeah, when I was young, um, back in the Reagan era, we had you know the the um, religious right was gaining in popularity, and they were pushing a lot of public uh, sort of uh, initiatives. Um, The the push against acceptance and just, you know, full participation as citizens of LGBT people uh, has been going on since, you know, Victorian era and before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been going on a long time. Yeah. But now it's not, uh, it's slipping from their grasp Mm -hmm. we are being seen for who we are we're not the demons that they've made us out to be Mm -hmm. and (laughs) this is their response yeah is to carve out and and they keep talking about oh you want special protections well what is this (laughs) we just want equality the same equity protections that everyone else gets yeah Yeah. and and we're not asking for to to discriminate Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean, they already tried to do this in Indiana before, pretty much, right? With the religious the, freedom, yeah, yeah. yeah. Act. Rifra. Rifra. And, yeah. and getting it across, you know, the federal Rifra. They they've been trying this on all different levels for what, three decades, four decades now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we keep edging up. We keep, you know, uh, gaining rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they aren't protected on a federal level. They aren't protected on even in uh, uh, case law necessarily be, by anything that is uh, um, more than just a, a judgment, right? Mm-hmm. So they can look at this as, oh, okay, well, it's protected because this ruling, so that uh, sets a precedent. But that doesn't mean that we actually have protections. Yeah. Right. So, and and really, if people would just stop discriminating, we nobody would need protections, right? You wouldn't yeah. need any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we it's just because people it, are. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's just it goes to show the ty- I mean, the type of people who are putting this into our government. Mm-hmm. Who's, they're literally like it just goes to show what kind of people that they are. Yeah, it's not even masked. It's just blatant supremacism. It's so weird. I feel like if anything that has changed within the last 40 years is that these things have become more and more blatant and less... um, less, uh, Veil. Yeah. And this happens when... Yeah. Yeah. It happens whenever a minority population is like, hey, we just want the same rights. Can you maybe... um, you know, help us out? And then they decide to, you know, respond by enacting laws that are so blatantly discriminatory and so disgustingly and like, stupid. like supremacist it yeah it like p- literally pointless laws like what is this affecting you how is this affecting you right 
Mm-hmm. Like I've said on the show before, and I will say many times again, this is just like a, a example. If you're not gay, you don't have to get gay married. Like it doesn't affect it you. It doesn't affect. Yeah, they see that as a uh, their participation as business owners. Uh, it selling to somebody, providing services to somebody uh, who they don't agree, whose lifestyle, quote unquote, they don't agree with on a uh, religious level. Mm-hmm. They see that as going against the religion and being um, uh, them being unable to uh, exercise their religious views. But what? but the thing <laughs> is, you know, be a business that doesn't provide uh, to any services to the public. Um, mm-hmm. You yeah go underground. Go underground, like we are not. Um, it it, it, it just, just blows my mind that we have to talk about this. It's yeah. so backwards because um, organized religion is supposed to bring people in. Like, I don't know, like Christians want to bring people into Christianity. And uh, it's so I just don't understand why. Mm-hmm. What kind of argument is that? Yeah. Like no church would stand behind that. Mm-hmm. Well, they use the same arguments, you know, during uh, when they were <laughs> during segregation for. Yeah. Uh, Racial I just, segregation. Well, yeah. I don't know. I just feel about. It. I just feel like this is a a, a room full of uh, extremely privileged people. I mean, white men. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. They just need. We need to cycle out of that. Yeah. And and it's happening. They it's don't happening. like to think, I, I think it is, really but happening. it's hap- It's going to happen. You know. It's just. You know how much can they do before we? You know get in there and and stop them oh that's like that's what the scramble is right yeah, exactly they like know it's coming yeah. they're just trying to make their mark before yeah. <sighs> i don't even know there, i mean if there's one thing that really just constantly irritates me about um politics is just like how slow it all it is mm-hmm. because it's like they put in these seeds that um take a long time to, to get rid of. Well, um, they say, wait till it dies out or, or, you know, wait till the next generation, they'll save us. People's lives are at stake. We yeah. can't wait that long. Right. People are dying every, like, currently, there yeah. are people dying. We need to stop this immediately. We need to stop this yesterday. Uh, three, four years ago. It can all stop now. Yeah. yeah. You know, stop listening to that uncle that comes to, to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, he can eat Thanksgiving dinner alone at home. Yeah. You don't have to include his remarks his racist and you know homophobic mm-hmm. remarks you can yeah. cut him out of your life and um and and i hate that i hate that family was so important to to me growing mm-hmm. up we had a big family it was you know just tons of great uh, uh energy and a few bad eggs ruined the whole thing mm-hmm. um and we had to excise those bad eggs or ourselves. And uh, and that was terrible. But we're a lot more sane than we were with those people in our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's that's it. We can't coddle the the racists and the homophobes mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Call it for what it is. Now. Yeah. All right, let's take a community calendar break. And it's time for our community update. The events calendar is a volunteer-powered 
public service of your community radio station, WFHB. To have an event listed on the community calendar, please send the event name, date, time, and complete address to calendars at WFHB at least one week in advance. Let's take a look here. On Thursday and Friday, 5 p.m. and on Friday at 6 p.m., we have Rough and Unequal, a public conversation at the Fine Arts Building at Indiana University, room 015. The Grunwald Gallery and Black Film Center Archive are partnering to host a symposium surrounding the exhibition Rough and Unequal, a film by Kevin Jerome Everson. Join us for a conversation between the filmmaker and the director of the Black Film Center and Archive, Terry Francis. And that is on Thursday, 5 p.m., and Friday at 6 p.m. Then on September 30th, Monday, from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m., we have a new local club, LGBTQ Stories, at the Monroe County Public Library. I am starting a new club in conjunction with the IU LGBTQ Culture Center. We are meeting in the Monroe County Public Library and are hoping to include people from the community. We aim to bring together people of all ages, genders, and sexualities to discuss LGBTQ history and culture through monthly thematic meetings. And that's going to be every last Monday of the month at 6.30 in the Monroe County Public Library. And we have October 2nd, next Wednesday, the LGBT Aging and Caring Network Breakfast at Cloverleaf South. At Cloverleaf South, 325 East Winslow Road in Bloomington, Indiana. And that's going to be that Wednesday at 10 a.m. Our two breakfasts are always at 10 a.m. on the first Wednesday and the third Friday in the Cloverleaf South Restaurant on Winslow at Henderson, behind the IU Credit Union. And then we have Envy's Open Stage, Bloomington's only gender-based performance open mic at the back door, 207 South College Avenue. And that is from 11 p.m. till 1 a.m. Every Wednesday, sign up at 10, and the show is at 11. Sign up by contacting NVWTA via private message or by email at openstagebookings at gmail.com. We're currently listening to Chastity's Belts self-titled album released on the 17th this is pretty good and we'll be right back with more blooming out Welcome back. Well, uh, Lucas, you knocked it out of the ballpark again. This music, great is music, killer. Thank you so much. I was dancing in my chair. Um, you were so Ireland. Yeah, we have more news. Uh, more news. We do have more news. This is a local story. Um, Chick Fil A's back at it again. Mm. We're talking about them yet again. <laughs> All right. Purdue University is opening a new Chick-fil-A on its campus, despite protests from students and faculty, because of the restaurant's history of anti-LGBTQ plus political stances and donations. 
Purdue's administrators say that they are allowing the restaurant to open because of an, quote, overwhelming demand for it. Um, They released a statement and that read, quote, while we respect and protect the rights of all to express their opinions at Purdue, this clarification is intended to reassure our students and others that um, this long requested dining option will not be taken from them. We would not be promoting choice and freedom by depriving thousands of people in our community of a choice they have long sought. And we would not be practicing inclusion by inclusion by excluding a completely legitimate business and its staff from our campus Ooh, boy that, that was um, a lot yeah just right there yeah and i'm just saying boiling mm-hmm. like this is exactly what we're going through here in in town you know i i could say oh it's purdue but um because it's easy to say that <laughs> but really this is exactly what we're going through at the farmer's market mm-hmm. oh mm. well they're a legitimate business well yeah, I mean, but at least Chick-fil-A is not, like, a white nationalist group. They're, but, I mean... We don't they? know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. they, are, they are actively donating to uh, hate groups. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Because um, the Purdue people said that the franchise owner, um, quote, signed and observed a commitment of equal access and treatment in her employment and services practices. Mm. But that doesn't mean, I mean, that that doesn't, I mean, yeah, she's probably, she's not going to discriminate in the people that she hires. But, like, the organization is still getting the money that they're going to then donate to right. organizations that actively try to promote, you know, anti-LGBTQ, um, like, laws and policies. Like, right. that's that's the thing. And, and I'm going to use uh, this opportunity to, to say... When you are talking about groups that are fighting against our basic rights, that isn't violent terrorism, but it is a kind of terrorism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a social terrorism. Yeah, exactly. I feel to... like it's well, sort of worse in a, in a way because money, money talks. Money oh yeah, does, makes things happen. Mm-hmm. If if Chick Fil A were donating a couple million dollars to Al Qaeda, there would be all kinds of of screaming yeah. from everybody. But since they're donating to faith-based groups who are, you know, just sticking it to the queers, oh, that's okay. Yeah. No. No. It's not. It's it's absolutely uh, anti-American. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't stand for everything. You know, you can say what you want as long as you're not inciting violence against someone. But then again, what is taking away people's right to to live their lives? Yeah. You know, what what's taking away full inclusion as a citizen? That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's a violence. It's, that is a oh, violence. Oh yeah. Well said. Mhm. So Yeah, it makes me mad. Uh, I was, I was just really upset while you were reading it. Um just yeah, that, just by their statement. The statement? Like mm-hmm. that's like it's just so blatantly like, you it's know so what? Bad. We don't care. That's literally yeah. we don't care. Like, I don't. I see through that. You know, so it's and it's not like they have to donate that money to that particular cause. It, it an overwhelming great demand. Great to hire LGBT people, and there's some LGBT people that are hired at the Chick Fil A here. I have a friend work. that works there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and in Indy as well. I know, and 
and it's a job you know yeah it's a job but there's there's a huge conflict that uh exists there you know Mm -hmm. with with the company they don't they absolutely don't have to well and they're just showing their bias and it's weird that a university has no leverage in a situation like this because like chick-fil-a is it's a good it's good well it's all right it's okay i mean (laughs) depending on who you ask depending on who you ask yeah it it's hit or miss. Like, oh, it was uh, delicious. Anyway, but, you know, um, but Nazi like, veggies d- might be delicious too. Yeah, we don't have to. Eat we, them. we don't have to eat them. Yeah, I mean, but also, I don't see why a university doesn't have leverage against. Um, but, oh well, no! I guess, yeah, I actually have a, a thing here. Um, so earlier this year, there was a uh, university in New Jersey, Ryder University, that mm-hmm. banned Chick Fil A from their campus. Like, you can do something about this. You're just actively choosing not to. Yeah. One more reason to love Purdue. Um, We got another story here. And this one's a little bit better. Uh, Vatican temporarily suspends uh, the Indy Archbishop's decree on uh, uh, not recognizing Brayboff Jesuit Academy. So this is from earlier in the year. We talked about actually this... Brebeuf was the second school mm-hmm. uh, that had a Catholic school that had uh, a, a LGBT controversy. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't fire their uh, their faculty member, and they stood by their faculty member. And the Archdiocese of Indianapolis said, "Well, we're we're going to uh, not recognize Brebeuf as a Catholic facility," which has its own repercussions so they are the <laughs> it's amazing that the vatican weighs in on this mm-hmm. um especially given not just we'll, we'll we'll leave the historical record out of it you know with this pope mm-hmm. he's made overtures to the lgbt community well the lgb community mm-hmm. uh trans folk he's pretty much cut right out. but um you know, so so here we have them weighing in on uh, on that for Indianapolis, which is it's good in a way. It's it's movement. Mm-hmm. Um, the Catholic Church has a lot of sway. I was trying to explain this to Katrina. She had a a project at school, and she was it involved uh, uh, talking about the early nineteen sixties. Kennedy's presidency uh, and the kind of role that the Catholic Church uh, was in in that discussion mm-hmm. about whether he should even be president because, you know, well, is he going to be uh, beholden to the people or beholden to uh, the Pope? Right. Right. Can he even rule? Uh, yeah. And he did what he did, but <laughs> it wasn't something to be frightened of. Right. It wasn't it wasn't something the Catholic Church wasn't coming in with their claws or anything. Um, and we have now uh, Catholic Church religious organizations fighting for that religious freedom to discriminate, but also here saying, well, put your brakes on. That isn't a, that isn't something to to take as much offense to. Mm-hmm. So, um, Brave Off President Phil, uh, Reverend Bill Verbicki, 
I said in a public letter, the Vatican's Congregation for Catholic Education in Rome suspended the decree on an interim basis pending its final response to the school's appeal. I want to stress that this process is ongoing in an environment of not only deep love for our church, but also, despite our differences on this matter, deep respect for the Archbishop, Verbicki wrote. Uh, for two years, the private Northwest Indianapolis school uh, resisted calls by the Archdiocese to fire uh, Leighton Payne Elliott, a longtime educator of the school who was married to another man. As a result, the Archdiocese cut ties with Braybuff and Jim. <clears throat> so, um, just seems like a whole lot of hullabaloo over not that big a deal. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, they have to make a, a stink over oh, right? right? Because so I many mean, yeah. of their congregants are. How do you make change in something that is is such a monolith, right? No, like you're the Vatican. Like you're like the source of the like can't you just like chill on the homophobia a little bit? Yeah. They're still getting Transphobia. pullback from, you know, the the Pope's children in past <laughs> uh and and all the changes that were made in Vatican II, uh when they, they came through and they started saying, Oh, you can you can do uh your services, masses in, in English, and you can do this, and, and just kind of like taking, stripping away that uh, tradition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I don't know exactly how fast they can change in the Catholic Church. I, it's not, you know, we were just talking about, well, they can change immediately here, but as a country, we can. We can pass amendments. We can, we can change our constitution uh, to better reflect a, a better understanding of humanity. Um, we did that with Voting Rights Acts. With, with, uh, every, well, every amendment seeks to, almost every amendment, uh, seeks to, to make America a better place, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, the Catholic Church, though, That's some that else. document's That's, kind of stuck. That document, yeah. <laughs> yep. The so. document. <laughs> that document. Yeah. That one document. Yeah, that one. That's not going to change. And and this is getting to the heart of the uh, we're trying to kind of morph and move into here uh, in a more local sense. I know that there are LGBT bands out here mm -hmm. in, in Bloomingtonia. Yes. So uh, if anybody is listening and knows an LGBT uh, band... We Why need a theme you, song. We a theme song. We need uh, music. We can switch up the intro and outro music, and the radio spots. We can switch up the background music on that, and feature you on our show. Yeah, so yeah. We, we want to really, hear your stuff. We want to. We want to feature any LGBTQIA mm -hmm. on our show. We've this got is, this, this platform. Is the show for it. Yeah. What are we doing if we're not using it? So as long as you don't say any curse words. We can uh, even bleep them out. We'll we bleep can, them yeah, out. Just we, like Lucas we have is computers. great at that. If I said <laughs> or <laughs> or okay, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, that those were bleeped out. Did you hear that? I didn't. But <laughs> sorry, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> Lucas has work to do. <laughs> no, seriously though, send us your music or yeah. um. 
or yeah. let us know let of us know bands and uh, of and we'll look them up and yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you're playing if you're playing somewhere, a show let us know we we'll, will plug we're, you That's we're looking for guests we don't need to talk this whole time we could have other people talk like interesting people mm-hmm. yeah if you, you know? want to be on the show that is bring it in bring yeah. in your talents wow. bring in your your music bring in uh who you are and uh and we can even come to you we can come out to you and and record interviews where you're comfortable yeah Yeah. so contact us at blooming out yeah blooming out at wfhb.org right and uh there'll be a link in this week's podcast and uh you know talk it up share it let people know about us because i ran into a whole bunch of people at pride and they didn't know anything about blooming out and we've been here for 16 years now so that's still the only LGBT uh, show right. in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. I mean, except maybe there's some college. There's there's most definitely some college um, radio they stations. Mm-hmm. They don't count. But it's that doesn't count. That's right. not. This is permanent. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is community radio. Community based radio. And uh, what better community than the LGBT community? You know. Um, hell yes. <laughs> so. That's awesome. It doesn't have to be just uh, musicians and performers. We're looking for you know, business owners. We'll be in. We'll probably be in contact with you. Watch out if you see somebody. Yeah, we're gonna come into your store. Coming up with a uh, hey. mic, you know. Don't be afraid. It's just us. <laughs> just your local queers. Yeah, we want to ask some questions. Want to ask some questions? Put you on the radio. <laughs> so, but yeah, contact us. Blooming out. That's B L O O M I N G. O-U-T at W-F-H-B dot org. How do you spell W-F-H-B? W-F-H-B. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Just for clarification purposes. So that's exciting. Now, about that uh, Pride Family Skate Night. Yeah. It's meet Bloomington P-Flag and find resources, skate with other LGBTQ kids and other people, and support... uh, uh, friends and families. It's going to be Wednesday, the 9th of October, from 6.30 till 8.30. And uh, the proceeds go to PFLAG. So I'm one of the, the people in PFLAG, and we, uh, we haven't had fundraisers yet. We haven't done anything like that. And we are starting to get to the point where we would like to you know, branch out and get some materials yeah. uh, for people to to take with them uh from meetings or to present uh at in public forums and we're we're like oh well we should maybe get some uh funds then we don't charge membership dues that's one thing we want to be open for everyone so we we decided that we're not going to to charge any dues and so this things like this are going to be how we we come up with the money for that this is your membership dues this is your membership. Coming deal. to skate. Come mm-hmm. have fun. Come have fun. That's such a good Yay. idea. In yeah. a supportive environment. I love that. To some great music. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, uh, the question was, what kind of music do you want? And uh, the answer was the gayest of the gay music. So. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have to come just for that. Yeah. It's going to be. Tegan and Sarah. I'm only coming if there's Tegan and Sarah. As long <laughs> as you can skate to it, it'll be played. <laughs> so I will put that down on the, uh, the list. Perfect. So. Uh, it'll be fun, and I hope to see you there. Well, I guess we're about out of time, aren't we? 
Oh, it looks that way. It looks that way. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show this week, Lucas. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Fun. It's kind of scary, but we made it. We did did it. You did fantastic. So uh, we're out of time. Thanks for a great show, everyone. Thanks for to all the listeners out there and to all the volunteers at WFHB who make the show possible. Blooming Out is produced by Melanie Davis and me, Ireland Meacham. Our executive. Our executive producer is um, WFHB. Uh, <laughs> Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Ireland Meacham. And I'm Lucas Fisher. And I'm Melanie Davis. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. This is WFHB's Blooming Out, your weekly update on issues in the LGBTQIA community with your hosts, Melanie, Ireland, and Justin. Are you so Blooming Out is produced by Ireland Meacham and Melanie Davis with executive producer Kyria Greenberg. Tune in every Thursday night at 6 p.m. to hear the discussion from local LGBTQIA voices. Down, you make the earth-